Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham-West. I just want to thank you all for the lovely comments that I've received from my Instagram DMs and from my Facebook page. It's so lovely that, that people are reaching out and contacting me and I just want to say thank you very much. If you're able to go to iTunes and leave and write a review, that would be much appreciated. And if you just want to subscribe, then each time a podcast is published, you will be the first to get that episode released into your inbox. You can follow my Slimming World journey on my Instagram account, which is SW underscore Slimming Stories underscore podcast. And I also have a Facebook group and it's a little bit of a community just to keep in touch with one another. Now, in today's episode, we've got a gentleman to interview by the name of Tom Fox. Now, Tom's journey is very interesting. He's actually started out at a weight of 20 stone seven pound and went down with a, a massive loss to 12 stone 12. However, 2019 was a particularly difficult year for Tom and he struggled and that struggle involved a weight gain. However, Tom has decided not just to take the gain and to quit altogether. Tom has decided just to get back on track and I think this story is in particular quite relevant for January because I'm sure that a lot of members going through those Slimming World doors or Weight Watcher doors or or starting to get back into the frame of mind that they need to start losing the weight have a history of weight gain and weight loss. And although the stories that I've, I've put out so far are fantastic, it's nice to have a story that's really relatable. On this particular episode, we do discuss a lot about mental health. So Tom experienced periods of depression, anxiety and also body dysmorphia. So we do go into quite a bit of detail about that. So if this is your trigger, then this may not possibly be the episode for you. But we do discuss this. and I do feel that mental health, especially in relation to, to weight gain, is a really, really important conversation. So I'll hand you over to Tom. So you're finding yourself looking at 2020 with a great weight loss story. And one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you today is that you've had a weight loss and you've had a gain, but you've not given up. So if you just want to start by telling the listeners about your story and and what, what made you decide to take on a weight loss. I think so it started end of May of 2018 and I don't know what it was but my nephew was two and I was playing with him and I remember just being out of breath after about five minutes of playing with him and something just clicked that I I knew I was heavy because I started off at 20 and a half stone and I knew I had to do something but one of my thing was is you can't do it straight away you have to have a couple of days to have a plan get your motivation set yourself in motion with everything so I spent three days buying food, setting plans, going to the gym, actually not going to the gym, sorry, getting a membership for the gym and getting myself worked up to start it. it mainly for myself, but it was also for my nephew. And that's why I started Lose the Weight. Right. So were you running around and, and going crazy with your nephew? Just You just felt so out of breath. and Yeah, it was it literally in about five minutes, I'd be out of breath instantly compared to what would have happened a year later when I played with him. I could play with him for about two hours and not be out of breath at all. So had you had a, a surgeon weight gain? Had, had something that happened and you'd had a, a large weight gain within a short time or did it, was it like uh, a gradual gain for you? It was, it was a gradual thing. I've always been big. You know, I was a big baby, big child, big teenager. 
So I've always been the chubby one in the family because unfortunately our family's blessed with, well, big bones. Yeah. Big, <laughs> big hips and thighs. Yeah. So fortunately that will never go away. But yeah, it's always been one of those things where I've tried to lose when I was about 16, 17 and it didn't work. And then all this happened. And yeah, so I've always been the big one, to be fair. So you've always felt different from from others compared to yourself and your family. You felt that that was part of almost your identity, that that's your family and that's how it is. If you look at our family, it's it's not the fact that we eat a lot of the food. It's just, unfortunately, we just look big. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, my grandma was a large lady and she was only about five foot. I think she was about 18 stone. And, and my cousins oh all struggled with their weight. And it, it's something that I've kind of been aware of from such a young age and for me there was kind of like a cutoff point if I got near 30 stone it was like right okay that's it I know I need to do I need to really really pull back and I don't mm. know the same for you but there the come a point where that stop sign just went it just went and it was like how, how do I pull it back how do I rein it back in what what do I do to stop this this weight gain did you have a similar feeling yourself? Was there a point where you just felt totally out of control with it? Yeah, I mean, I my relationship with food is prob- was probably at the time the worst ever. I didn't step on a scale for about three, four years. So going from whatever I was three, four years ago, prior to two years ago, and then stepping on the scales, massive shot to it's, it's saying 20 and a half stone. Right. I, mean, I didn't know anything about weight and the relationships with food until I sat down with myself and said, look, um, you are this weight now you've got to get yourself under control and you've got to take life and just do what you need to do to make yourself better hmm. so with your nephew in mind what was the first steps that you took to make those changes research doing my research going on the internet and finding all the healthy foods all the right things that i needed for my body going on youtube and looking at workout videos just getting myself mentally prepared was the first main thing that I needed to do. And then it was the whole join the gym, buy the gym clothes and everything. So one thing I would say is before you start losing weight is motivation because without that, it's not going to be successful. So with your new gym gear, how was it stepping through the doors of the gym? Absolutely hated it. Hated stepping. (laughs) Yeah, hated it. I remember the first day I walked in, there was no people the same size as me. Everyone was these buff men in the workout room and these girls that looked like they stepped off a runway and I looked at myself and then I went back downstairs into the gym into the change rooms and said I can't do this so I sat myself down for two minutes I know and and I just said look Tom you need to do it because if it's not now it's going to be never and Mm. who knows what you're going to be in a year's time you could be at 24 stone and it's going to take even longer to get yourself down but now I just put myself in I just put myself into a little corner, went on a bike, and then went on a cross trainer. And before I knew it, it was an hour was gone. Right. And I thought, like oh, is that, all I need, is that all I need to do? Is that all yeah. I need to do? Yeah. Going and going and going. So that, that is a really brave thing to do, to just face your demons there. And you were so close, wasn't you, just to walking out. So good on you for getting back, back in and, and, <laughs> and just facing it there. And I think you'll find as well that when you do go to a gym and if you get talking to the people that go that most of them have probably been in your shoes too so it's not that they've just woken up and they've you know they've stepped into a healthy body they probably had similar issues to yourself as well yeah so 
so well done for that so that was your exercise and did that become a routine a daily routine or is it something that you had to work around your work yeah so because I well at my previous school I was a teacher assistant in a primary school so obviously I was working from half eight until say half past three so I could easily go before work or after work and had a lot of time so I would mainly go straight so I'd mainly go straight after work and I'd limit myself about an hour and a half so I can just take my pace and go slow because what I did find out is if you went or as time slowly went on is if you went too hard you'd end up um, not going to the gym for a few days because you have to rest right Um, okay so then as time went on again I found that if I went early in the morning it, it wakes you up and that was my big motivation that if I did go in the morning it would set me off for the day and I knew I had to eat healthy and drink lots of water and actually also it just gave me a nice little shine of a vibe yeah day. and I was more happier that's it get those endorphins uh, up and awake and I think exercise in the morning for me is is the key because I just I'm definitely a morning person and with my day job, I'm, I'm busy and I get back and then I'm wanting to prefer meals and then my son wants attention. And especially <laughs> in the winter, if I leave it till really late, I just I just get that, get on that sofa. I don't want to move. So I think yeah, the exercise in the morning routine is, is fantastic. So so no, that, that, that is really good. And did you find that weights helped you with your with your shape when you were losing weight? To be honest, I didn't actually know about all this weight and turning up until about three, four months into my exercise regime. And then I started to do it slowly. I used weights and bench presses. I didn't do too much of it, but I just did enough to make me feel happy with myself. Right. Okay. And you didn't feel intimidated. Nobody was around you growling while there was lifts and weights in the bin. <laughs> yeah, there was always big buff men around me, but yeah. I, had, I had to tell myself, like I said, if it's not now, it's never. And you just got to put your earphones in, which is another thing actually I found interesting. If you have music on, it blocks everything out and you're just there with yourself with no care in the world of mm-hmm. anyone else around you but you. And that was a big motivation for me, blocking everyone out. When did you start to learn what you needed to eat to satisfy you without craving for for different foods that you're trying to cut out surprisingly i learned quite quickly the the obvious healthy things of you know your fruit and vegetables and that and then your protein with your meat so that was easy to go into my diet because i'm a very fussy eater so i'd eat all the plain beige foods like uh, your broccoli and your cauliflower and your chicken and then your rice so for me i had all that in tow um surprisingly also i was able to cut out junk food very very quickly very quickly i'd have no cheat meals for about two three months i'd have no cheat snacks for two three months and then as that went on i slowly started to introduce like a chocolate bar once a week back into my diet because i started to notice that i wasn't craving sugar but i was craving just that something that i used to have so to make me feel happy i'd insert like a, a tiny mars bar or something just to keep me going but right. it worked it worked right brilliant and that didn't set off any any cravings you know was chocolate your go-to thing when you was at your heaviest that yeah it's usually the one isn't it usually the culprit chocolate and crisp was my go-to every time but you was able to control that on this this new new plan so you've not gone to any any diet club you've done it all yourself and and that that is a credit to you absolutely thank you yeah i was trying to i was looking at slimming world and weight watchers and that and then i just and then i thought well it's good to go and meet people and people that are in the same shoes as you but 
for me, I wanted to do it on my own and prove to myself that I could do it because it was about self-control and know if I did it on my own and go to the gym on my own, that I could get it all under control. And at that time it worked. Nothing worse than go joining the gym with your friend and then they slacken off where if you go, if everything's done with your own intention, then you, you, like you say, you're in control of that, aren't you? Yeah. And you've mentioned your weight came off. Started off at 20 and a half stone on May 31st, 2018. And then on January 26th of 2019, I landed on 12 stone 12. Right. And, and how did that feel? Did that feel a really comfortable weight for you? Was you elated? What, what, what was going through your mind when, when that happened? During the process, the scales at the gym was wrong. So when it said, when I got on the scales of like mid-November, it said I was 14 and a half stone. And I thought, okay. wow, is, is this all I need to do? But actually the band at the gym said it was 10 pound off. So I wasn't actually 14 stone, I was 14 stone 10. So there was a little part of me that thought I've worked all of this much yeah. just to get to that. But then I just sat myself down again because that was the main thing I had to do, keep sitting myself down every now and then. And then that 10 pound knocked off and I thought, right, I can do this because my target was 12 and a half stone. Right. So I was so close. I was so close to it. So mm. close. But I felt absolutely, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a photo on my, um, on my Fight Fact with Tom Instagram page and it's, I just keep looking at it and think, right, I, I love that photo and I know I can get back to that and I've just got to work hard for it. And I think it's really important for people listening that, you know, so far on my podcast, I've interviewed a lady that lost 12 stone, another lady that lost 14, I think it was 14 and a half stone. And they're fantastic weight losses, aren't they? And, yeah. you know, they've both done amazingly well. But there will be listeners listening to this thinking, well, I've also lost weight and then I've put a bit back on. And, and it's almost like you beat yourself up with a big stick, isn't it? I think sometimes we just need to stop bullying ourselves because why would you take a, a bully from the schoolyard into your home with you and live with it? You wouldn't, would you? And I think... The fact that you know you've recognized that you've had this fantastic weight loss and you've put this weight back on but you're still continuing with that journey and i think for many people weight loss isn't something that they can go to a club lose the weight and then that's it they've they've got the ticket they've got the prize they've got the awards and, and that's it. yeah you know it's a continuous it's a continuous mind game isn't it and it's a continuous mm. habit you know to to live with and if, if you're anything like me there will be challenges and there will be things that, that trigger you and no matter how good you are, that those things will come up and you may find yourself overeating for like a day or a week or a month. And is that, is that what happened? Did it slowly creep back into your, into your life where you felt like, well, one treat day is going to be a week? Yeah. So, so January 26th, I was 12 stone 12 and I was absolutely ecstatic that I was at that weight. And then things started to happen in life. Well, basically life happened. Work was mentally and physically draining me because management was awful. And they just picked on a couple of people that they didn't like, which affected me. And then I brought that home. And my ex-partner broke up with me twice, which obviously affected me again. Mm. But I still kept going slowly. So then on March 22nd of this year, I, up until then, so from January 26th up until March 22nd, all those things happened. And, and I still kept going, but at a slower pace, but I still kept going. And then on March 22nd of this year, I, I was at work and I just said to myself, I can't do this anymore. So I took myself to the doctors and long story short, I broke down and they diagnosed me with anxiety, which I kind of knew I had. 
but it was nice for someone to say it. Right. And they diagnosed me with depression at the time, which I didn't realize I had because no. obviously I was going through all this stuff and which shocked me. But the worst, personally, I think of all was um, they diagnosed me with BDD, which is a body dysmorphic disorder, which I had absolutely no idea what it was. I mean, I, I've always been a person that would look at myself in the mirror and not be happy with it. But I just thought it was a case of, right, Tom, you're, you know, you're 20 and a half stone, you've got to lose the weight. And after speaking to the mental health doctors and they gave me all this information and spoke to me in a roundabout way, saying that it's something that is going to be a part of you and you can get over it, but it's just a mental battle. So from March 22nd until now, which is what, nine months, I've, the weight has gone back on. I've, I've put on three and a half stone and I've tried, you know, for like a day or two during the nine months to eat healthy and exercise, which I've done, but then I've just reverted back. So th this, this year has been, I mean, it was, it was high at the beginning of the year. And then as the year's gone on, it's been, yeah, it's not been the best year for me, but I've still got the motivation and I know I can get to back to where I was before and even more. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, that's very brave of you to, to go into detail about that. And I think one of those diagnoses at the doctors would be, would be hard to, to hear, yes. but having, having all three and for anybody that hasn't ever experienced anxiety and depression, it's, it's a very odd thing to, to explain and anxiety is a difficult thing. I, I've suffered from anxiety and depression and medication. It can work for some people and it, it doesn't for others. So with your diagnosis and with the medication, did that have any effect in a positive way? Um, as, as the, the doctors did say that this, one of the side effects of taking serotonin, which is what I took, would be uh, slow gain weight, which I didn't blame it on that. But as time went on, I just kept saying to myself, you've got to keep going, Tom. You've got to keep doing it. And it just came to a standpoint where I gave up. So I've not exercised since probably October. I mean, I've ate like a healthy meal every now and then, but yeah. I've not been able to release those endorphins, but I've just gave up and I know I shouldn't. And to anyone that is listening, please don't give up. If you do want to achieve something, please go out there and do it. I mean, I know yeah. I, I failed at one point, but it doesn't mean that I can't pick myself up and start again. I mean, like I said earlier, this, this year has just been absolutely awful to me. But I know mm. that 2020 is going to be that year where I pick myself up, I keep going, I start, I don't, it's not, I wouldn't say start again, I just continue. Because like you said earlier, you can't go from 20 stone to 12 stone and 12 and that's it. You don't have to eat healthy anymore. You don't have to exercise anymore. Mm. It's a continuous motion for the rest of your life. And one of the main things that I'm going to learn this time is balance and portion mm. control they are my two main things that I need to learn about this time around because when I first started I don't think I got enough information and research under my belt as what I should have done right I just I just went for it which it worked out yeah then obviously things happened in that and I now know that I've got everything under control it's took me about a month to really sit myself down and go this is what you need to do this is what you need to get this is what you need to eat and this is what you need mm. to have and I know I've got it now and I'm starting since Christmas a couple of days ago. So between 25th and then New Year's Eve, I've slowly started. I'm going to start making slow changes. Like I changed my breakfast. Like I never failed to have a healthy breakfast. I always no. had natural yogurt, always had it. No matter what day I felt on, no matter how I felt, I've always had natural yogurt and muesli for breakfast every morning for, well, since May 31st, 2018, without fail, which is a good sign. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you mentioned about failing and you've not gone back to the your start weight. So 
you, you know you, you can't disregard the fact that you've lost around four stone and like you said you having some healthy meals and if you would have just gone back to how you was eating at, at 20 over 20 stone mm. then then maybe you would have gained more but you you did learn the fact that you don't need to go back there and you, you did make those continuous changes and I think it's hard at the end of the day if you've gone through relationship breakups you've had the grieving process of that you know you said that you felt that work was a difficult time for you so having all that at the same time it, you know it's intense isn't it it's intense yeah and I don't like to hear that you know you say that you fail because you, you haven't you know life's happened like you said and you, you, you've learned from that you need to forgive yourself to, to start 2020 so that it's successful for you. Because I left my job, well, because I took time off after March 22nd for two and a half months. And then I went back to work for, I think it was like four and a half weeks. And then I handed my notice in, which, because I had to do it because I couldn't do another year at that school. And, mm. and now I'm at, a new, I'm at a new school. Absolutely love it. I have a new partner now, which I've been with for about seven, eight months now. And so I've got all of that under control. It's just now myself, I need to get under control now. So now I've got everything else done. I can just concentrate on myself, knowing that I've got people around me to support me. And like I said, dealing with depression is one thing. Dealing with anxiety is one thing. But when you've got both together, it's a constant battle. I use the example of a rain cloud. That cloud gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you try to run away from it. And you just can't. Mm. Like, like you say, sometimes dealing with those feelings and, and recognising that. Because... Mm. On Instagram, everything seems to be quite pretty and perfect, and oh yes, <laughs> filter, 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 isn't it? And yeah, is it that isn't real life? And maybe you have friends like I do that on, when you go on Facebook, and the lovely people don't get me wrong, but everything on there is so picture perfect. You know, we don't live in the days of Waltons, do we? We we, we know that <laughs> you know everybody has struggles. Everybody has these moments, whether it be grief or weight gain or addiction, everybody has something in their lives that they have to deal with. And it's, it's learning how to deal with that and how to deal with it effectively. And let's just get away from this, this pressure to see everything in like a perfect unicorn pink frame because it's not, <laughs> that, is, that isn't real is it it's really no. you know, it's, it's not it's not real and let's not feel guilty if, if that isn't the case and it can be so so hard I've, I've had days where I've, I've not wanted to do anything where the tears have, have started and I think when, when is this going to stop and trying to put on a front a face for people just because I think that that's what I have to do Let, let's go to work let's put on a a front let's let's act the day out and then when I get home then I can collapse and be a mess that's exactly what I was like I had to put <laughs> on a front I felt, I felt pressured by everyone to because yes. if you because if, if you have depression use the um the phrase I'm fine mm. that that's what I constantly kept using I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine but I knew yes. when I went home just shut the door and just knew I could just be myself in my sluggish clothes and just chill and just know that I've not got anyone around me so but like you said earlier with social media there are major positives to it and there's also negatives which is why when i came across all this like slimming world instagram pages i knew i could be myself and not have the pressure of like you said being pretty pink unicorns and rainbows and you know putting on a front all the time i know i could upload photos that i know i wasn't going to get judged for it because there's other people that have either been through it or they're currently going through it or they're about to go through it that's what i love about that 
So I'm with you about going into 2020 and just being more positive and more mindful. So what self-care do you take that makes you feel really good? That isn't about how you look or how people perceive you. What, what do you do to, to feel at peace with yourself? Having gone through all this trauma, the anxiety and the body dysmorphia, what, what makes you feel at peace with yourself? Spending time with family, knowing the fact that I've got a massive support system around me, a partner that adores me and loves me and will do anything for me, which is, you know, to hear that is the best thing. And to say that it doesn't matter what I look like, he still loves me, which yeah. does put me at ease a lot. I know I haven't got the pressure of that, even though I know he won't put pressure on me because he's not that type of person. Yeah. Um, I also love professional wrestling. I love watching it. I've watched it for 20 years. So yeah. when I watch it on TV or on my iPad or when <laughs> I go and watch it live, that really puts me at ease and I forget about everything that I've got, which is what I've definitely learned about this year with everything that I've had and what I've got and what I'm going through. Being surrounded by people that you love, you're able to forget everything, which mm. is what the best part is. But also for me, I just like, I'm definitely one of those, I wouldn't say beauty people, but I like looking at, uh, I like face masks and, you know, a bath with a nice little candle bit of Zen music. Right, yeah. I look. I just love look. I I just love looking after myself like that. I just love it. But one of the important things is being surrounded by people you love is definitely one of my self cares. My biggest one. And you mentioned the wrestler. My my dad's cousin was a famous wrestler in the sixties. Clayton Thomas oh, wow. is on YouTube. Yeah, it was quite oh, wow. crazy because he actually looks a little bit like my dad, but it's like a really <laughs> old like nineteen sixties clip on YouTube. Oh, wow! And it's fantastic that you've got that that enjoyment. And did yeah. your family bring you up with wrestling? Is that something that you enjoyed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my dad watched it prior to me, and I, I I remember what I was seven years old and I couldn't sleep one night, so I went downstairs and I sat with him and I fell asleep <laughs> on him whilst watching wrestling. And ever since then, I've not gone oh. one day without watching it. Not one day really wow yeah not one day absolutely love it and like i said a minute ago with things that i love doing it just takes my mind off everything so if i do know i'm having a bad day or i'm having a little blip within myself i'll just put some wrestling on and it just takes my mind completely away from it oh fantastic that's lovely to see. and i think with, mm. with podcasting and with social media there is that distraction element isn't there with wrestling i think Maybe that's something for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to think that would be the case. <laughs> well, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> you know, one of the things about social media is that with all these people that have gone through the weight loss, I just love looking through everyone's pages over this last week because I only started a week ago. Just but you haven't. To, just to hear the story. You, haven't you haven't. Don't say you only started a week ago. When you've, when you've lost over four stone, you can't say you started over a week ago. Come on, give yourself that credit. <laughs> mm, mm, I try. But no, just reading everyone's stories and watching everyone's stories and how far and the progress and everything. I think that's a motivation for me as well. That because I know someone else is doing it, I can do it as well. Yes, absolutely. And I just absolutely love it. Love it. And I think Pinch of Nom is, re is really good for the recipes and the community. And I love the fact that they, they're two people who like Sim in the world and just literally just started up a community and they've been so open and loving with everything that they've put out and people have warmed to that. And I think that, that for me at the moment is probably one of the top communities that I enjoy looking at to look at the, mm. the comments and there's no real nastiness is there and, and if you've not really like you say you've, you've had the experience of going to work and having that and then to be able to 
go on to Pinchin Nom and, and see the support. It's, it's a lovely thing. And especially perhaps for people that haven't got a big um, network of, of friends or family, it's almost like a, a family community, which is lovely, isn't it? It's lovely to have yeah. that. And especially, you know, when you're going through looking at weight loss goals, it's a great, great thing to have at your fingertips, isn't it? It's, it's just nice to communicate with people that are going through the same thing as what you're going through and they can give you their stories and their views on things. And then it makes you think, oh, I've never thought of it like that before. So then you take on their view. And I just think it's amazing. It's fantastic. So for somebody like yourself that is is suffered with the anxiety and the body dysmorphia and that's been at quite a low point, what advice would you give to somebody that just kind of feels, what what do I do? You know, we've got another year. We've got another January where everyone's going crazy. It's all about the diet. Let's all get fit and and super buff. What what advice would you give to somebody who's kind of feeling a bit intimidated and doesn't know really where to start? Just do your research. Just find people like on the Instagram pages that have gone through the same things as you, and just just ask around. Just ask people. You know, what did you do to start losing weight? Do your research, but the one main thing that I will say the most is get your motivation. Because if you want to lose the weight, it doesn't just come off you magically, which I wish it did. You could get your Jack and the Beanstalk magic beans and it will happen like that. But unfortunately, it's not. It's hard work, determination, and motivation is the one important thing I would say. And if you are feeling low, just talk to someone. Because if you keep it to yourself, like I did for a while, it just eats you up alive. So please mm-hmm. find someone to talk to about it and and it will broaden your horizons find someone to go to the gym with or even if you don't want to go to the gym just go for a simple walk and start off as a walk and then turn that into a jog and then turn that into going to the gym and then eventually you'll find all these apparatus that you can use to get yourself fitter and healthier brilliant fantastic and we can find you on instagram at fight fat with tom i've had a quick look at that and i can see that you've got some lovely comments on there and you're already building a lovely little community for yourself what do you want to show on your instagram page that we don't see on other pages i'm not going to have a filter if i'm having a bad day i'll say i've had a bad day if there's a Mm. photo that i want to upload that you know isn't exactly the best of me i know that i can put it on there and i'm not going to be judged for it so i'm not going to condense what I do on Instagram it's good everything that I do during my weight loss journey and re- the resumed of it in 2020 is going to be all on there to see right fantastic so thank you for joining us today Tom I will put a link uh, with your Instagram account onto my show notes so that when people go onto iTunes and Podbean Spotify they'll they'll know where to find you so thank you for joining us and all the best for 2020 and I think what we could do next year is maybe have a little chat again and catch up and see see how you're going and and how how you're meeting your goals that that might be a nice idea actually Um, that sounds like a good idea yeah to to catch up so so thanks for joining me today and you take care and have have a great January 2020 truly enjoyed interviewing tom for this podcast just because he was so so honest and open about his mental health and i think this is a conversation that we need to be having more just to be honest about how we're actually feeling and how this impacts our weight our weight gain and our ability to lose weight and it's definitely something that i'm going to be talking about more in the future so if you have found this episode interesting and inspiring if you would like to follow tom 
you can find him on Instagram under Fight Fat with Tom. It's hard, isn't it, for anybody to go on to a radio station that's going to go worldwide and, and be honest about how they're truly feeling. I've loved this episode and as a guy, as a guy talking honestly about how he feels with regards to his mental health, which that in itself is, is truly amazing. So thank you for joining me again today and I'll be in touch soon with more episodes. Take care.